Are you feeling kind of naughty? Well, you should dial to the hots of podcast sex line. <laughs> Where Malik and Tyler will give you the thrill that you've been looking for. What am I wearing? Star Wars shirt and jeans. Want to play with my lightsaber? <laughs> you want to watch me transform this? <laughs> Dial 1-800-HA, you're horny, for the time of your life. <laughs> I farted because I laughed so hard. Gentlemen, those in between and beyond, back to another, 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 another episode. I don't know why I said another like 15 times. I just thought it was funny and it wasn't. Uh, edition of Hans, a podcast with a lot of Malik's back. We have sex lines and farts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody, welcome back, Malik. We're back and it's yes. just us again. I, I took, yeah, yeah, he had to get. We should probably have our black co-host on for at least one episode of Black History Month. <laughs> uh, you decided to take a two-week hiatus for Black History Month one week to, prior to I Black had, History I Month. Had I, had to, I had to journey to Wakanda and like <laughs> meditate and like re in touch with my ancestors. You, you needed know, a like, week to get there and then a week to to, to meditate. Yeah, yeah, essentially, I was chilling with T'Challa. He was like, "Yo, hit this heart-shaped herb, brother," and I'm like, "Oh <laughs> shit." <laughs> 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 I'm seeing the ancestors broke. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. everybody already knows what I've been doing for the past couple of weeks. What have you been up to lately? Work. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I'm a, I'm a Target boy now. Yeah, I'm, I was I've been working at Target. It's been it's been very nice. People have been re- people have been great. Uh, the pay is nice. Ooh, the pay is nice. Um, the work is the work. You know, it, the work is work. Like it's it's nothing I haven't really done before with the new like fl- tricks and stuff like that. It was yeah. actually funny because like they found out. Hey, Malik. Like because like I was working like the like the shelves and like the aisles and like my manager comes and goes like, Hey, Malik. I realized you used to work GameStop, right? I'm like, Yeah, I, I did several years. You just want to like be one of our tech guys? <laughs> like, you, really? You, so, yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, sure. So now, like, I now, so now I'm like, I'm able. So because of me, like, I've kind of become like a jack of all trades at the store. Yeah. Now, because now I not only do I do grocery stock because I have you know like stocking and like grocery experience. Now I also do like the cash register. But now I'm also like the tech person. Like I will also handle tech and stuff like that, and like move and like selling consoles and video games and like all that kind of stuff as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I got some. They got they got me working a bit. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. <coughs> yeah, uh, we. Uh, I wanted to add that I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the solo episode that I did. I said that probably four times on that podcast that I hope you guys enjoyed it. It's, and it's on top right. of that, it's I, all right. We know you didn't. That's why they pre-brought me back immediately. <laughs> the next episode. I've actually I actually came up with a game while editing the podcast, and it's uh it's a drinking game for that episode where you take a shot every time I say you know. Because you know. <laughs> I you said know it a lot. You know what I realized I should do? We should t- we should take a shot every time I say amazing uh, and like anything. Because I say amazing like a lot. And it's like, <laughs> wow, I didn't realize I said it like that. 
But yeah, I just got done watching. Uh, I just got done watching Peacemaker, the newest episode. Yeah. Oh, nice. I need to catch up. I'm a few episodes behind. Oh, are you? Oh, the new episode was very good. Yeah, I, re- I really, I, I've been enjoying it so far. But yeah, I can't wait to watch the rest of it. Um, I've, I've been, I've been getting like, um, I've been getting, uh, what's, what's the word? Um, I've been recovering from Book of Boba because man, <laughs> that finale. That finale was fantastic. Woo! That finale was a lot. And again, like I knew it was because everyone's like, "Why was Boba doing much?" Well, like because he's again, they gotta save it all for the big crescendo at yeah. the finale. And like, my God, does Boba do a lot in that finale? Like, it really it's, paid it's, off it's, a lot for him in the end, honestly. Yeah. And another thing too, like oh, we'll save this for our book of Boba spoiler discussion. Honestly, we might be honestly we have a lot of Star Wars to talk about because something else is announced. Like, That's right, yeah. We, they, they actually, uh, there, there's been a lot of Star Wars news actually. So um, uh, actually, let's start with the first. Let's start off from the tier. We'll start off with the video game news, then we'll go to the Kenobi, and then we'll we eventually we'll get to book of Boba. But um, video game news. I don't know if we talked about this already, but we have we're getting three new Star Wars games. Um, yeah. The one is the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, yep. It's going to be the continuation of the Jedi franchise, which, oh my god, yes. The next is a first-person shooter worked on from the a guy who worked on the OG Battlefront 2. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yes, yes. I knew about the first-person shooter, but I didn't know that a guy who worked in the OG Battlefront did it. Yep. And the third is a strategy game. So everyone's thinking, like, so, like, everyone's theorizing Halo Wars 2, but Star Wars. Bring back Empire at War, man. Yeah, I, I never got to play Empire at War. Oh my god, that game's such a classic. I used to I used to roll with the stormtroopers. I'd build up my fucking army like crazy and take out all the rebels. You, you know what I'm just gonna do now? I'm just gonna hold a maneuver Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh hyperspace boy. They they had this really OP expansion to Empire at War. There was two different versions of Empire at War. There, I, there was one that I think that involved the clones, and mm-hmm. from what Tim tells me, and then there is one that I owned, which is just the, the like um you know the original trilogy stuff with stormtroopers and rebels. There was also an expansion that came to that one where you're a bounty hunter, or it was either a bounty hunter or just a really good smuggler, if I remember correctly, and uh, he managed to gather together an entire army. Um, to fight back against the stormtrooper or the stormtroopers and the rebels, and his army was super OP because his tanks were really strong. Like you <laughs> couldn't stop them. <laughs> they basically like it, it was basically like the expansion felt like uh, Empire at War on easy mode. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm looking for one of uh, one of our buddies from the Discord server. I'm looking forward to playing with him because like he's the biggest Thrawn simp you will ever meet. So I can't wait to hear him <laughs> in the game. It's like, ah, I see you've made a decision, but see, I've studied the art you made when you were five, and I now know your entire tactics. Well, you were saying last night. By the way, everybody, I got the invite to the Discord finally. Oh um, <laughs> I do want to. I do want to say that that I brought that up in Chaco's episode. But so, um, hi, hi, everyone who listens in the server. Yeah, hello. <laughs> but um, we were we were discussing last night, and Malik was saying how he could he can't wait for me and Tim to like play the real time strategy game against each other. Oh god, because because you guys in Halo Wars two was so entertaining. Because literally, like, because literally, I'm just sitting there chilling. All of a sudden, I hear like you guys are playing. All of a sudden, I hear from Tyler, oh, Tim, what have you done? What have you done? And it's just like an, an army of. Suicide crunch charging. I just hear Tim going, "Fly, fly, my princess, fly!" <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, no, no. It's like you're just swore by suicide grunts. Me and him need to get back into playing Halo Wars again. The problem yeah. with that is that, like, over time, it gets a little bit boring because it's like. 
our like me and Tim are so good at Halo Wars two together that like we end up playing for like a good our battles will last a good hour because we always like one person will get the upper hand then the other person will manage to come back and then the other person like comes back then and then finally it just goes on and on you know mm. until we either lose connection or one of us finally wins. <laughs> mm. Um. So I want to bring back something that I've been slacking on, but uh, Malik's stamp of approval, or is it slap or clap? Whatever, Malik's of approval, whatever I called it. I think um, it was a stamp. Stamp, there we go. I don't have a stamp, so I'm just going to, again. <laughs> um, uh, so for, all, for those at home, what I'm doing is I'm slapping your mother's ass. <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I was on YouTube uh, listening to music, and I'm... Um, uh, I actually came across an old like YouTube channel that I was used to be obsessed with in high school. Uh, he's a musician named Adam. Well, uh, he's a he's a musician named Adam Warrock, and he would like take the beats of songs that were already known, but he would like make in like he would basically like rap his own lyrics over like the instrumentals of like you know like songs that are already well known or like songs that he, like that people already know. And he, it was all just like comic book based stuff, and it was so really? cool. He made he made raps based around like superheroes, comic books, indie comic books, and nerd culture. And some of my favorite stuff he did was his Scott Lang rap because it was so good. It's like sometimes I feel like I've been goddamn running away with the loot and hot hand. Can't stop the man. You don't know what it's like to be Scott Lang. Like it was, so, <laughs> it was so dope. And you could tell the dude like knew his stuff about comics, but also really liked rap because he wasn't bad at rap too he just you know he just didn't make his own beats he just like rapped over um like the instrument the instrumentals of like other songs it was and i really enjoyed it like i was leaving work and i listened to his robbie reyes ghost riders and it goes hard i'm like dang <laughs> like I, so you rose from the ashes with a fire and a scream i was like dang. <laughs> i actually had a song randomly pop in my head uh yesterday actually i was just um <clears throat> What was I doing? I was unpacking because I, w- I went up to Tim's to go see a ghost concert on mm. the day the pod the, the the day that the solo episode dropped. I went to go see a concert um, in Hershey, and I was unpacking my things yesterday, which we're recording on a Thursday, everybody. So this would be Wednesday Wednesday the night that I did this. But um, I was unpacking and just randomly, I haven't thought about this song in well over ten years, and it just randomly just shot into my head. It's that song. Uh, you ever hear the song "Rooftops" by Lost Prophets? Mm-hmm. The one that played well, during actually, the Jeff no. Hardy promo I, with, with Randy Orton for the Royal Rumble 2008. I kind of I, I I don't know why I said mm-hmm. like I kind of remember but I don't like remember remember it. Oh my god! You, I I I'd recommend looking up that song, but Adam just told me that apparently the lead singer got involved in some really problematic shit back in the day. Uh-oh. Um, and he was telling me all about it, and it, it kind of sucks. But like that song still slaps. I don't care. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> the the like the people behind it suck absolutely suck but um what you call it the this the the song itself is really good see i had a similar situation um because i enjoyed bad wolves a lot like yeah. i saw that i saw them live at uh emma barbecue and they're like oh man i really enjoy this man start listening to their stuff a little bit more and then i found out the singer is hella problematic and i'm like okay crap ah <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, crap <laughs> But uh, yeah, man. Uh, another song I've listened to a lot ever since, like I ever since the trailer dropped. But like, 
um, The Day and Night by Kid Cudi for the Moon Knight song. Oh, like, yeah. Damn, like, this song is just the Moon Knight. Like, holy shit. I love, I love his song, Pursuit of Happiness. That song has always stuck with me for, like, many years, and I love it. Uh, it. It gets to the point where it's like, I threw it on my playlist, like, almost a year ago, or, like, relatively a few months ago, definitely before holidays, but, like, um, I, I forget that I added that to my playlist, so when it pops on in my car, I'm like, oh! <gasps> <laughs> wait, who, wait who did this song uh kid cuddy oh right i'm making sure i'm like wait kid cuddy okay yeah um god i can't i can't even remember that one shit um it's the song that's like i'm on a pursuit of happiness and i know huh, everything what? is shining on it's gonna be gold yeah i'm gonna have to listen i'm gonna have to listen to the after but um that uh, song's so good yeah, I probably just like, butchered the hell out of it. I apologize, everybody. But <laughs> yeah, it's like white people, you you a white man trying to do hip hop on fucking Black History Month. The shame. <laughs> but um, yeah, add that like, to the list. I was literally, I was <laughs> yeah. First I, I call Chaco t- property a hot podcast. Yeah. Now I'm trying to rap on Black History Month. Yeah, I, it's 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 bad. But um, yeah, I I was really like outside, like waiting waiting for my ride home after work, and um uh, um. And, and like it, I just I was just listening to like like day and night, and I was like, damn, man, just imagine this like Moon Knight of the shit. Where it's like to free his mind in search of the day and night. I'm like, damn, he's all alone through the day and <laughs> night. I'm like, fuck, the lonely loner, so the lonely loner seems to free his mind at night. I'm like, shit, man, this is sad. I I pointed this out in last week's episode, but just watching the trailer again, yeah, I'm starting to pick up on tiny little details that I think just make that show even better, in my opinion. Like, I, I brought it up last week, but, like, the fact that he chains himself to the bed, because you know for a fact, like, obviously he said he has a sleeping disorder, but he doesn't go into, in the trailer, he doesn't go into detail on what that sleeping disorder is. And I think it's him changing, ca- like, like changing persona, you know, while he's sleeping. You know, he go he probably goes out and does shit and doesn't even remember it, wakes up the next morning and he flies out of bed because he, does, he like, you know, he's back to being Steven, yeah, you know, well, but he chained get- himself to the bed. Yeah, again, like, it, there's so much to like. Again, like the trailer was just—it just threw me off when he's all like, he gets the phone, like Mark, where are you? Like, who's Mark? I'm like, oh shit! Like, yeah, I know they're actually doing it. Um, we got there's a lot of content coming down the pipeline this year between so like, it, Moon Knight is up next, I believe. Uh, actually, no, it's the Batman. Then it's uh, or as I call him, DC's um, uh, Moon Knight. Uh, <laughs> um, Moon Knight. Uh, I think She Hulk's this year. Miss Marvel. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Andor. Uh, um, we're getting What If season two, possibly Secret Invasion, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, Jurassic World Dominion also had a trailer drop. And that's Dude, also this year. I need to that, talk about that trailer because it dropped oh, today. It, like it, that, that shit got me misty eyed. That trailer's so beautiful, man. This like seeing Grant, Doctor Grant walk in, just going like Elliot Sadler, and I'm like, yo, so, yo, I'm, dude, seeing all three of them together, I'm like, bro, look at him. I so know. They, so I, I'm gonna have to do a rewatch of all the Jurassic Park movies for before that movie comes out you need to watch but, camp cretaceous i do need to do that but that also so like here, that's the first thing about like jurassic um, i'm curious about i was talking with some people in the discord chat earlier they were really unclear whether or not they retcon jurassic park lost world and jurassic park 3 um we don't know for sure like the fact that ellie's like actually doing stuff when like in three she was like 
like living at home with her wife and her her wife. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Freudian Freudian slip. Her husband and um, <laughs> her husband and son, which that really annoyed me that Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler didn't end up together in Jurassic Park three. Um, I, I guess like we're gonna figure out like are these are they t- like is it like. Like we're gonna, we're finally gonna get. I think this is gonna be, gonna be the movie that finally answers the question: Is are those movies still canon? Because they kind of been playing fast and loose with it about whether or not Lost World and Three are canon. I know like Cramp Camp Cretaceous brought back the Spinosaurus, but like apparently like it it, it still doesn't answer whether or not Three and Lost World are still canon. Yeah. My thing like, is that like when I first saw that trailer, I'm not gonna lie, there was a joke that popped into my head. Um, it's when, it's, again, it's when Grant first meets up with Sadler again and he, he, he like mentions her and stuff like that. And it, I, I was just like, so you want to, you want to talk about what took you so long to fucking answer the phone years ago? <laughs> <laughs> want to tell me why your kid answered the phone when I was in fucking peril? <laughs> I was literally drowning. <laughs> It's like the river. <laughs> it was a spinosaurus. <laughs> it was a spinosaurus, Ellie. I was there with freaking um, what's his name? Uh, God, I forgot his name. Curvy paint towel plus. <laughs> I gotta imagine after Jurassic Park three, like they must have gotten free shit from the Kirby's like forever. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. You're redoing my entire kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. No charge. She put me through that hell. You also, owe me so fucking much, Kirby. <laughs> yeah, because they told him they told him he was gonna pay him like a lie. Like that check you wrote isn't any good. I love that. So like, I rewatching Jurassic Park three. Suppose Jurassic Park three. You haven't seen this very old movie. Um, when the Kirby's like invite them out to dinner, they're meant to be like these rich socialites, and they like everything about it just reeks of bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah, like, I I'm, think it was meant to be that way from the get go. Like I'm just like, but like it's almost like comically that. Like, how did Alan and Billy not like realize this is bullshit? <laughs> like, cause like first off, they're these fancy rich socialites, and they go to like this shitty dive bar. If you have near to you, I'm like, wait, what? And then like, I don't know. I feel like part of them like kind of knew that maybe there was some bullshit and some lies going behind that, but they didn't want to dig. A, they didn't want to dig into it, and B, there was probably a part of them that genuinely did want to help them. Well, but then, but then, well, I don't. Well, remember they. Well, how do they help when like? Okay, like first off, Tyler, they tell them that they have the first commercial flights to the moon. <laughs> Wait to the moon? Yes, they. I think. Yeah, I think she says something that we have. It's something like that. I think it's the first. Com- I think she says that the first commercial flight to the moon. Wow. And like, <laughs> it's been years like, since I've seen that movie. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm about to pop it. I'll make sure she says. I'm. I'm not entirely sure she said, it, but I, I'm pretty sure she does say to the moon. But like, it's just like what? And then it's like, remember Tyler? Like, it's not that they, they literally just tell them we just want a guide to like you know for this like vacation spot. It's not that they like. It's not like a goodness of the heart type thing. They just say like, hey, like we just want you like be our tour oh, yeah, guide, true. let whatever stuff is. We're gonna fly low and then leave. Like, and then Alan's like, wait, Alan. And then it's not till they get Alan on the plane that they say, okay, now we're gonna land. Alan's like, wait, what? <laughs> we're gonna do what now? I want to see. I gotta find this line. That William H Macy himself said about that's his uh, name William H Macy I forgot about name. Jurassic Park three and oh, it, yeah. it's and this is how you know this movie was gonna be bad um, 
Let me see if I can find it here. We're back, everybody. We figured we figured out what we wanted to figure out. I figured out the line that William H. Macy said, and Malik figured out the line from the movie. So you can go ahead first, Malik. She did say they have commercial seats at the moon. How? Like, what in the hell? Like, <laughs> how do you buy that? Like, oh, we've got the first commercial seats to the moon. What? <laughs> no, like, they're lying. Like, it's clearly, it's, mm-mm. My thing is that you knew the movie was going to be bad because William H. Macy himself was interviewed and he was legitimately quoted as saying, who launched a hundred million dollar um, ship without a rudder and who's going to get fired for it? <laughs> <laughs> like, how, like, it just blows my mind. Like, they, they talk about the movie, and then for a man to say that about the, his own movie, that isn't, he, he knew it was bad. <laughs> oh, I think, one, I think one of my favorite moments like that is um from uh, when Fan Force that came out, and, like, I forgot who, but, like, one of the guys, I think he, the guy who played, I think he played Reed Richards, like, shitty, like, steps um father, and he said, he says to him, uh, he says, he tweeted, like, it out when the movie came out, hey, guys, you see me in my Oscar-winning role in Fan Force? <laughs> 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 I was like, damn! Everyone knew this movie was gonna be a piece of shit. I think, I think even Josh Trank went on Twitter and just started fucking like trashing everything, and then he lost out on Star Wars. <laughs> Can I also say this about like Star Wars? Like, I people keep telling me that like the like the what if like script of like Duel of the Fates was like better. I read it over. That thing was ass. <laughs> it was just ass. I'm like, that wow. Script, like now being a fan of the sequels, um, you know, like and, and enjoying them and stuff like that. Now, I I look back at that script and I'm thinking to myself, there were some things that I liked about it, but there was a good bit of things that I don't like about like, it. Like it handles Rose and Finn better. That's it. <laughs> That's <laughs> the only thing it did better. It's like Kylo Ren kills. Ray's parents when he was a kid? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? Like, nah, like, this was not, nah, nah, nah. I'm happy we got I Rise the, of Skywalker. I thought the Uprising so. of Coruscant was really cool. I mean, it, it's interesting, but, like, do I want to watch fucking Seppuku with a lightsaber? <laughs> like, what the fuck? That was a little much, but, like, the thing is, it's just, like, having, because, like, no, you haven't seen Coruscant in so many years, and it's been the core of both the First Order and the um, and the Empire for so long that it just would have been cool to see an uprising on that, you know, and seeing the battle go down on that. I don't think it would have fit also for them, because, like, Coruscant, like... They've they established already in canon that Coruscant kinda went to shit. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, and like um af- so like after um after the ba- after um the Battle of Endor, the uprisings and riots started on Coruscant, you know, the toppling of Palpatine statue all that shit. Um in the book's aftermath, we actually do get to see what it's like on Coruscant during this time period. And Coruscant's a fucking shit show at this point. Like oh, it's really? awful. Like it's it's Masamita, the the blue guy who hangs hangs out with Palpatine, is like the highest ranking imperial government official left. And <laughs> it's just a shit show. He's like locked in his room all the time. I um, think that you, was what's a planet of high society. Yeah, Dexter at least Jester's, on the top half. Dexter Jetster's diner is fucking like abandoned and like fucking like destitute and shit. Aw, yeah, no. yeah, no, yeah, no. They legit show like what's this old place? It's just Dexter Jetster's diner? And it's like it's all run down and destroyed and broken. Aww, um, I love Ra- Dexter. 
Yeah, race. We don't know if he's alive, but it's just his diners in the shits now. Um, Ray Sloan, go uh, an Imperial um, who, Grand Admiral, goes to Coruscant, and she's like, it. She's like, wow, this is a shit show. <laughs> like <laughs> this it's is bad. bad. Yeah, like Coruscant is thrown into utter shit. Um, so like it just it just found I just found it weird to me. That, like oh, like the First Order go back to like make it like uh, like i never got it like why they would like go back to make it because like the new republic makes like shandrila um no it, it, they start off with shandrila and they make hosnian prime their new like home world of like yeah. the center of the galactic none of that coruscant didn't gets they blow a, up hosnian prime yes hosnian prime is now gone but yeah. like coruscant became a part of the galactic like republic because like they had representatives on the council as well so like it was, I always find it more like, how did the First Order take over Coruscant and, <laughs> and then just make it, like, this great place again? It was It was very, it just, it, would, it wouldn't have, there's a lot, I have a lot of issues with Duel of Fate. One of my, uh, one of my favorite um, uh, um, people to have worked with, Shayla Ren, she had a really, she, she was fucking way more brutal to that script than I was. She was, yeah. like, she was tearing it apart how they, she's, like, they took away, like, she said, like, they, like, she was very upset with how it handles Rey and saying, like, it takes away all of her fucking agency and like really does like it and just like completely like bungles her arc like in like a worse way i'm like shit damn <laughs> i really like, read yeah. that, script, uh, that script in a little while i might have to go through and look at it yeah. again yeah it's 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 i just look at it, i'm like i'm happy we got rise of skywalker because this is ass <laughs> <laughs> See, there's a lot of ideas. See, it's very interesting to look at like the concepts for like what Star Wars could have been. Because remember, um, ba- like let's going back to the originals. Luke Skywalker was originally supposed to be a girl. We were supposed to have a girl oh, yeah. protagonist as Star Wars, and then um, Lucas changed it to a male because you know we got Luke. Um, Revenge because of the it Sith. was the seventies. You see, <laughs> it was the seventies. It was a little. It was strange. It was a weird time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Chewbacca. A lot. Actually, a lot of Star Wars Rebels is based around like unused concepts and like um, for uh, the OG Star Wars. Like for instance, um, Zeb Aurelios the Lassant is actually the uh, the unused original concept for Chewbacca. Oh, cool. Uh, Yes, uh, the uh, Obi Wan's helmet that he wears in the undercover bounty hunter arc uh, in Clone Wars—that's the OG concept art helmet for Boba Fett. Ah, yeah, I remember you telling me about yeah, that. It's a lot. It's a lot of cool shit like that all across Star Wars. Like even Revenge of the Sith. Like there's some stuff in there. I'm like, why the fuck wasn't that in the in the movie? Like you know, like um, Padme, for instance. Um, she was supposed to a start the rebellion and like plant the seeds because she starts to realize that the Republic is like corrupt, and she would have like worked with Mon Mothma and Bail Organa and plant the seeds of what would become the rebellion. And then B, she was supposed to go to Mustafar herself to try to assassinate Anakin herself. She was Ooh, gonna get right. Cool. She, she was gonna get right up to him. She was gonna have the knife right at his neck. Like she was going to be able to slit his throat. But because, but like she would have looked into his eyes, you know, because she still loves him. She wouldn't have been able to like go through with it. That would have been really cool. Yeah. I, this, this is another thing. So a little bit of a more like serious topic, like. I've I've been thinking about this because there's like a little bit of like a drama here and there and like like someone 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 I know like who's like a like I I know someone in the Star Wars community who's like the biggest Padme fan you will ever meet. She fucking loves Padme to death. She literally has a hoodie that's just Padme's speech from Pursuit of Peace, 
And hmm. I, I was talking to her, and she like she brought up like a very like fascinating concept. I feel like we as Star Wars fans really need to have. Why do we celebrate Luke for seeing the good invader after he has done so many horrible things, but we insult and vilify Padme as a ditzy girl for seeing the good and choosing to love Anakin after the Tuscan thing? You know. Yeah, it makes sense. It's that, it's. Like- it- Again, because like I'm guilty. I used to make like the I like I I used to make I probably still made like the red flag jokes all the time. But like she talks to me like I, I was talking to her about it, and she was all like, "Yeah, no, like it's like it's it's like imagine like from being her point of view, watching everyone shit on your favorite character because she's just being a good person." Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> As a Superman fan, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's a it's a conversation I just felt like it was like really important to have because again that does like because like she also brought up like in a video like that kind of comments and jokes do lead and foster like very toxic ideals like like because of that like under a post that was joking about it someone comment you know Padme is the reason that Anakin fell to the dark side it's all her fault right and I'm like huh yeah how like what. Like Anakin's a big boy. He still made his own choices. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's not like he's not a child. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. A- anything you got to add on all that? I don't really have too much. It's just my like. I didn't really. I never really bashed Padme for you know sticking with Anakin. I just thought that she like, you know, there was something that she had to have seen, but like I didn't know what it was. <laughs> um. <laughs> My thing is that, like, I always liked Padme, and I never really had a problem with her or anything like that to begin with, so I don't really have much to add to it, you gotcha. know? Dude, dude, yeah, I gotcha. It's like, like dude, it's just, it's just so... It's but that just, is it, a very, that is a very good point, though. Yeah, it's it's just, it's also, like, very, like, it's sad, too, because, like, that tends to be the only thing people attribute to Padme, that, like, she is, like, this person who, like, ignored red flags, and I'm like... I wouldn't go that far because, like, a, like, all of Clone Wars. B, we now know that, like, after like, um, uh, the Phantom Menace before Attack of the Clones, Padme actually spent years searching for Shmi Skywalker, trying to free her. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like, there's a lot more to her character, and like the fact that her thing is that she likes, she chooses to see. She doesn't choose to hate. She chooses to love and see the good in everything. Which is why, which is echoed in her final words, there is good in him, which, you know, turned out to be true. Yeah. Which is culminated by Luke. My thing is that, like, I I always looked at, at Padme as just a really, really strong senator who saw just a peaceful, like, universe, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, a peaceful galaxy with, like, you know, it's like what she says to Sorry. Anakin. It's like what she says to Anakin in episode two. You know, when they're when they're out in the field talking and then like, you know, she's like she's basically describing what she sees as like a peaceful galaxy with <laughs> and, and then Anakin's Anakin's like, just like, oh, they should be punished. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're joking, right? And just like looks at her like, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, nah, it's again, like I again and like I'm looking I went and made me rewatch like talking to her about that stuff really made me go back and rewatch Pursuit of Peace and shit like that. And I'm like, damn, this is a really just solid political thriller. 
This yeah. is just really good political drama and also just like noir type stuff. You know, like bounty hunters are beating the shit out of senators to get like to like blackmail them to vote for like certain like stuff. It's like, oh snap! Like this is <laughs> this is pretty epic. And like Padme like takes on two bounty hunters. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. It's like yeah, I the, said, um, did you watch or did you listen to the solo episode? I did not get a chance to listen to it, no. I had brought up a point that I wanted to get your opinion on. Um, because I don't know. I felt like I felt like maybe I may have crossed a little bit of a line, but I think it was definitely worth it to put out there, in my opinion. It was that um that I'd said that, you know, if if you expect Star Wars to go exactly the way that you planned it and you get upset that it doesn't, maybe it's not the best fandom for you to be a part of. No, that's 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 legitimate. That's that's legitimate. That's that that's not just Star Wars. That's just media in general. Yeah, it's stuff in general, you know? Yeah. Like if you like just because something didn't go the way you did you want it to go does not make it inherently bad. For instance, with Book of Boba Fett, I was very I was very convinced that Kira was gonna, I well not convinced but like you know I had a major theory that Kira was going to show up. I thought Kira was going to be in the show and we would see Kira. I was wrong. She didn't show up. Does that make the show bad? No. I yeah. was just wrong. That's not like no. You were My not thing is that I don't want. I don't think uh, my thing is that going into shows nowadays, I kind of just go in completely unexpected of what's to happen so that I do get more surprised. Like Book of Boba Fett, I went into that show not really expecting much of anything, and I got a really good show that I absolutely enjoyed. You know what I mean? I didn't really I didn't, I didn't really go into it with any theories or anything like that. The only thing I wanted to see was just what what's Boba Fett up to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, so with me, it's like I came in with like I like I had see like I I'm the mindset where like I can make theories. I cause like I first off I have like two shelves of Star Wars books behind me. I'm gonna make theories. <laughs> Fair. And like, but like I understand to keep them in check. I understand that I keep the mindset. These are my theories, but keyword my theories. I am not the writer. They do not owe me anything. I am just going to watch the story they give me, and, you know, like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I get to be even more excited, but I still get to be excited because, hey, I'm getting more fucking Star Wars. Yeah, I, I that's how I, like, I don't know, like, Book of Boba Fett was awesome. I, I really enjoyed the show a lot, but I will say that the, the Mando episodes I enjoyed more than the rest of the show, and that's just because <laughs> there's just, I don't know, there's something about Mandalorian, it's just... It's something I I love the Mandalorian so much. Like Dude, I loved Din Djarin. Why have we? This is what I need. So you love Mandalorians, right? I need to. I need. I, ooh, I can't wait to get. You gotta watch Star Wars Rebels. My thing is that like it's not even just like, I mean, yeah, I'm getting into Mandalorians in general, but just about. I'm just talking about just the show. Oh, the Mandalorian. Oh, just, oh Din, Din, Djarin just Din Djarin and Grogu okay. and whatever he's up to. I just absolutely love. A friend you know? of mine. A friend of mine, she goes by um, she's on TikTok. She goes by um, a black PNW lady. She, uh, she's going by different like uh, tags now. She had changed her account, but she has the best take ever about Din Djarin. He is the main character who does not want to be the main character. Yeah, <laughs> like Din goes, <laughs> Din goes. I'm gonna sit under this tree. You are now ruler of Mandalore. What? I just want to sit under the tree. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the thing is with with the Mandalorian, it's just like. 
I don't know, man. Something like I think it's because of the fact that like at the time, and this is like I, I cannot stress this enough. This was at the time because my opinions have changed completely since then mm. about Star Wars. At the time, I was not really a fan of the sequels, and I was. <laughs> it's little... okay. It's okay. Here's the thing, because you make it seem like we're like crucified. It's okay to dislike the sequels. Well, you yeah. can dislike. I'm not them. saying there's anything only... wrong with that at all. It's when you I'm get toxic saying, like, about it. Yeah, just have legitimate. Don't just don't make up shit. Don't be false. If you have legitimate critiques and gripes, that's fine. But just judge and critique what's actually there. All right. But the it's reason not why I'm like, saying like... this is because I was <sighs> I was very overly critical on the sequels at the time, and I realized that I was being a little bit too critical, and then I went back and rewatched them with you, and now I have an overall different opinion on the sequels mm-hmm. um so at the time i felt very burned out from star wars and i took a little bit of, i took a good break from it actually um i think it was about like a year or so but it wasn't until jedi fallen order came out in the mandalorian i just really drew me right back into star wars you know mm-hmm. and it was more so the mandalorian than like i mean jedi fallen order was fantastic of a game don't get me wrong but it's a video game like I, I it it was a great game, but Mandalorian really drew me back into that, and I think that's why I love that show so much. I gotcha. Like I want to go back and rewatch seasons one and two. I think like for me personally, like your ver- so like I have two like it's so weird because like my version of that were like I so like, I don't think I'll ever at this point suffer from Star Wars burnout. I think I'm immune to it at this point. Oh, I um, am now too. Honestly, I'm like. Once I got back in it, I went into it full force. Yeah, like, because, like, I never had a problem with the sequels. Um, I think, like, Rise of Skywalker, I wasn't tired of the sequels in the movies. I was just tired of the fandom because yeah. the fandom. Like, think, think of it this way. Straw Hat Goofy, um, a TikToker, um, said, had this to say after he posted his book of Boba Fett review. And he said, like, I have been called the N-word. I have been harassed. I have been threatened. I have received death threats for being the movie guy. And guess what? I will deal with all of that ten times over before I step foot in the Star Wars fandom again. And I was like, fuck. That makes us us look really bad. And like and I thought about and like I thought about like, yeah, I wasn't really tired of me because like Rise of Skywalker, like I was like I was just so tired, like, of just like people just like being negative about this thing I love. And then Mandalorian hit, and I loved it. But I think for me, like the the thing that like really did like make me go like, holy fuck, like is um the High Republic book, Lie of the Jedi, yeah. because I honestly, when I think about reading that book, I honestly attribute it. It's just as powerful or important for when I went to go see The Force Awakens for the first time, because like it just reminded me of what I love most about Star Wars, and it was just so much that was new that i had never seen before and it was just like holy shit i need to know where this is going much like the force awakens i need to know where this is going then much like last jedi and the sequel to that book rising storm it was like holy fuck that i didn't expect them to go this route but i love it i love it (laughs) yeah and the thing is is that the that exact description is the way i look at the mandalorian as Mm. a tv show because it was something new it was something at the time you know separated from anything Skywalker um, Mm. (laughs) until obviously the end of season two. But like, uh, you know, it was just like, it was new. It was exciting. There was a whole new 
side of the galaxy to explore and stuff like that. And it just gives me, and that's the thing that I just love about it. You know, it, it was just, it was just something that I got really invested in. And that's why I love the Mandalorian. That's like hands down gotta be my favorite star Wars show that we've had so far. I love Mandalorian, but my favorite Star Wars show still has got to be Star Wars Rebels. It's 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 well, like, obviously see, nothing beats Clone Wars for me for obvious reasons. But see, it's funny you haven't watched Rebels yet to me because not only do they have more clone content, more Obi Wan content, and more Vader content. I know, literally, like, literally all all three. Me. Yeah, all three <laughs> of your favorites get like major spotlight in this. Also, you're gonna learn the you get to learn the proper context of the dark saber and like Bo Katan and like how it got to her and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but uh, where was I going? Where was I going with this? Um, fuck, I was gonna bring up something. Oh, um, one aspect. Fuck, this has just become a Star Wars episode, and I love it. Um, <laughs> Adam's gonna fine. be like, Adam's gonna check the fuck out for this one. <laughs> um, but uh, like for me, like I think one of my most things I'm very much excited for about Star Wars is like in the future in general is like. Look, first off, like it's just how many more people of different backgrounds and origins, ethnicities, identities are able to enjoy and see themselves in Star Wars. Like, I here's a point like, when I went to Galaxy's Edge, I love telling the story, I love making this point to like people. And I always say this like, I was walking in like the collectibles shop of Galaxy's Edge, and as I was walking through, a little girl dressed as Rey ran in front of me with the biggest smile on her face. And I always tell people, <laughs> that is so much more important than whatever opinion you have on the internet. Oh yeah. 100%. That is what it's all fucking about. And that's like and that's why I love it. And like looking at like the current content, like we have like like think about this, like fucking like we now have like Jedi's who are non binary, like Jedi Masters who are non binary, much more POCs Jedi and like and Jedi's of different shades and more like black Jedi, more like Hispanic characters, stuff like that. And also like not only that, like look at the creators, like like Acolyte, Obi Wan Kenobi, um, Mandalorian and uh and and the and the High Republic all have women in leading roles behind the thing. Like like Obi Wan Kenobi is headed by a woman, Deborah Chow. Yeah. Like I have you have no idea how many times I have seen people yelling, "Let Anakin Skywalker be written by a woman." Oh, well, I'm written by a woman. I mean, like that would <laughs> like I'm like, damn, Anakin probably could use a woman's touch when it terms to, when it comes to writing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like it's just like that gets me like so excited seeing like all the different like new voices new cre- everyone always says like, like i i am so against the whole give dave filoni and john favreau everything no no spread star wars out i want more ryan johnson's we're getting a fucking taika watiti star wars movie yeah, taika no. watiti is making a fucking star wars movie are you fucking kidding me <laughs> like what is that shit? like yeah it just just, it doesn't have to be just those two you know like, yeah definitely like i think like looking looking at the the like the mandalorian and book of boba fett like a lot of people talk about yeah these shows were written by john favreau and dave with dave with the help of dave filoni and stuff like that but like for the prime example i want to say is i believe it was episode four what was the episode when the mando first came back what episode um, book of oh boba episode fett? like five like there's like six or something no it was it was like six i think no, yeah. it was five. It was five. It was five. It was episode five, yeah. The thing is, is that that 
I look at that episode and I'm like, man, that was a fantastic episode of the show. And and I realized looking back that every time I talked about that episode, I was talking about Bryce Dallas Howard directing yep, it over, yep, that's the force over John Favreau female. and Dave Filoni, you know? Like so I want her, to, I want her to have like her own series, like now. Like oh my god, she's so Dallas good. How- Bryce Dallas Howard is such a good director. Her, it's you know what's funny. Her and her dad are the only father daughter duo to ever direct a Star Wars. Yeah, I know. Because like, remember, Ron did Solo. Yeah. Um, it's and it's just like damn, like like look at like Bryce Dallas Howard, like fucking look at Mandalorian and all the directors they had. You know, like you know they had direct like they had Robert Rodriguez who did the Boba Fett like a fight episode where like he fucked up all the stormtroopers. Everyone he loved that. He did Spy Kids. Yes, he did also <laughs> did Spy Kids. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard did an episode. I forgot which one she did for Mando, but it was one that everyone loved. And now that you know who else directed the episode of Mando's. Peyton fucking Reed, the director of Ant Man. Yeah, I know. You're like that's like everyone says like, oh, it's all John Dave. No, it's a collection of different voices and different people who are adding to this beautiful thing. That exactly, we all love. and the people that are saying that it's Dave Filoni and John Favreau, watch the behind the scenes, uh, like that that documentary that they made of the Mandalorian. You'll see 100 percent that they were giving those directors a lot of creative control over the story itself. You know, you want to know another fun fact that like a lot of people aren't willing to accept. What? Uh, Ryan Johnson, do you know what? You know why Dave Filoni is working on Mandalorian and all that stuff right now? Why? Because Ryan Johnson took him under the wing. Dave Filoni was shadowing and learning from Ryan Johnson because Dave Filoni was really ner- what he I don't know if he was nervous, but like he like he was trying to make the move from animation to live action. So Ryan Johnson brought him on set for Last Jedi yeah. and actually worked, mentored, and taught Dave Filoni how to film and direct in live action. And that's how we ended up with Dave getting the Mandalorian and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and now that's all awesome. the other projects. So like yeah, like when Dave Filoni talks about it, he says no, like I like he is very thankful to Ryan Johnson. I look at Last he, Jedi and I think to myself, like, I do I, I love I do like that movie. Um, you know, I was really skeptical about it at first. But I do I do really enjoy the movie. I think that he like, you know, we're still getting the Ryan Johnson trilogy, right? Yes, it's not. He he says he's still working on it. Um, so they said they're taking a break from trilogies for a little bit, but yeah. like, he, yeah. But Ryan John still says that yes, his trilogy. I'm is honestly still excited for that trilogy. I know Ryan Johnson's a good director, and I like after watching Knives Out. You know, I definitely know he's a good director. Yeah, um, well, he's working. So I don't think it's gonna be for a little while because Netflix just dumped a fuck ton of money on Ryan Johnson for exclusive rights to two Knives Out sequels. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's not going to be for a little while, but it is still happening. Apparently. I mean, like, the thing is, is that I think, you know, when he makes his own story for this, I think it's going to be good. You know what I'm mm-hmm. That's what I'm that's the point that I'm trying to get across here. You know, well, he's going to have his is, he's going to have his own trilogy. It's going to be separated from Skywalker story. It's going to like, you know, maybe have some hints of it or stuff like, stuff like that. But like, it's just, it's just overall something that I'm looking forward to because it's expanding the universe. Another thing too, we're getting six Star Wars movies in the future because Patty Jenkins is doing her Rogue Squadron, yeah. which doesn't it doesn't have a date, but it's still happening because she just stepped down from that other movie, so she can work on Rogue Squadron. Taika Waititi is making his movie as well. Um, excuse me, the Ryan Johnson trilogy, and then not only that, we're getting another movie produced and worked on by Kevin Feige. Huh? Guess Kevin Feige thought, no, I'm gonna fuck around with Star Wars. <laughs> You know, you know what I think is going to be a really good show that a lot of people are 
like a little critical on before it even released. What? The Andor show. Oh, it's already getting a season two. I That's, know. It, that it, alone yeah. tells me that this show is going to be something that people are not expecting. You know what I'm hoping for? My boy, Sagar. Yeah, <laughs> I want more saw so bad. I love them. In it's Rogue like One. you know, I made jokes. I made jokes about it because the idea of a show already getting renewed for a season two before it even released is just mm-hmm. really funny. But you know, thinking back on it is like thinking back now. Like after reading the article, it's like that means that a this show is going to be something. They know something about this show is going to be fantastic, and b they have a lot of faith in this show. You know. Hello. Yeah, no, I, oh, no okay. I'm here. I got you. I thought, yeah, I thought you're still going. Um, yeah, man. I see. Like, I see. I kind of figured we were going to get more Andor because, like, first off, like, um, first off, the pers- someone who's in it that I didn't expect, um, Doctor Selvig from the Thor and Avengers movies. He's in that <laughs> yeah. show. A lot of yeah. cross representation between Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, man. Like Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight. So, like. Um, uh, so one thing, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm really, I'm hoping to get from the show. So they confirmed that K2SO is not in season one. It's okay. not in season one. So like season two, we're getting more K2 and I would love to see more K2 because yeah, he was K2 one of the, cool. he's one of the best characters in, um, in Rogue One. He's like, how come she gets a gun? <laughs> Cassie, it's, I, I, I will, I trust you. Cassie had said I had to. <laughs> Do you think we could actually get a... Do you think that we could actually get like a Jedi Fallen Order like live action series so, with Cal? I don't know if we'll get a series. So like here's what I've been pitching. So I've been pitching this for so long. Um set in the 6 years after um so like I don't think Cal, I think Cal will make the jump to live action. Uh I think he's going to be in something later down the line cuz like or honestly he might die in the next game cuz like at this point that's like too many Jay ran around but like the thing that gets me is that Cameron Monaghan is the right age to be playing Cal oh, right yeah. now. Oh yeah. Not only that Deborah Wilson also like she's also like they yeah. they legit just use their models and they're exactly. just in the and you can and just the have them is, show up. is that like with the BD unit showing up in Book of Boba Fett it leads me to believe that they kind of want to push Cal towards live act, uh, live action something or so, another. So first person we're gonna get in live action is gonna be Ezra Bridger because that's kind of the whole point of the Ahsoka series. Yeah, is that she's trying to bring Ezra home after what happened um, in Rebels. Also finding and tracking down Thrawn after what happened with Rebels too. Yeah. Um. So I think Cal will show up. Here's my pitch: for what we do with Cal. Um. Set after um Kylo Ren. After Ben becomes Kylo Ren in that six years before Force Awakens, I want Kylo in his hunt for Luke to track down, fight, and kill Ahsoka Tano, Ezra Bridger, and Cal Kestis. Because I think that would be really badass. That would be really cool and kind of really good for his character as well. Yeah, I think, like, that would be really dope if, like, all... Because, like, people forget, Kylo Ren is overpowered as fuck. Like, he is really... Like, that motherfucker solo to Xylo Beast. (laughs) 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 Like, yeah, like, I think that would be a really dope, like, thing of just, like, him versus like all like taking down those three i think that's a really good like step for him my thing is like like, i would just kind of love like a spider-man no way home type situation where ahsoka runs into cow and she's just like who are you and he's just like i'm a jedi (laughs) (laughs) that would be so fucking good man like oh my god um 
the one room, the one um show, like I like I'm looking at like there's a lot of just like there's just so much Star Wars content coming down the line. Um, I'm hoping like so the one rumor that we're apparently gonna get um there's a couple shit there's rumor like we're getting we're supposed to get a Darth Maul animated show possibly um about him and Crimson Dawn. Uh, there's the rumor of the Finn show, which if the Finn show is legit, I will shit a brick. <laughs> Yeah, I will, because John Boyega, after like his whole little thing, where like he did talk about you know his experience, you know, in Star Wars, how it was not great. He did say that he is willing to come back as long as it's with Kathleen Kennedy and maybe JJ JJ Abrams. So I'm yeah. like, okay, okay, we got some. We can we can get him back. We I think personally, back. the thing that's working with Star Wars right now that I think is also working with Marvel as well is the fact that. These we're now at a point with Star Wars where we don't have a solid path and the mm. same thing's going for the MCU right now. We don't have a solid path there. We're getting these multiple different stories about different things, whether like in the MCU, whether it's the streets, the multiverse, the, mm -hmm. the, um, you know, the world itself, like the just overall earth, like taking place in other countries and stuff like that. The same thing is working with Star Wars right now where we don't have an overall path. They just seem to coincide with each other every so often, but it's, yep. a, it's like obviously it's a huge galaxy, and there's a lot of characters that we've seen in Star Wars over the past couple years that, you know, there's many different things going on. We have Boba Fett doing his thing. We have Mando doing his thing. We have Ahsoka doing her thing and Cal off doing whatever, you know? So we do know one, – so one thing about that is that we do know that Ahsoka, Mando, Book of Boba, and I think – think Rangers in the Republic are all going to build to one big crossover event apparently yeah. that's a, then that but that's it cuz we still have the Lando show the Obi-Wan Kenobi show the droids tale visions and all that shit like that yep. and then all the other shit but like those while they will tell their own stories will have some form of like a big crossover event which i assume is going to be about taking down Thrawn I'm actually really really cool with that if star wars gets its own level of end game type situation going that's i'm oh, totally fine with that oh dude yeah and um, uh, who else who else to take that like position of thanos other than thrawn yeah like, <laughs> come on for, yeah for like for yeah if it for wasn't the palpatine it was gonna be thrawn <laughs> yeah essentially and i'm just like oh damn and like it's not that too it's just like all the media coming out like um like like the books like there one book um there's a book coming out that i'm really excited for called shadows of the sith mm -hmm. and it's gonna be about lando and luke skywalker as they hunt down Ochi of Bastoon, the man who killed Ray's parents. Not only that, it's oh, that's set, really cool. Not only that, it's set twenty one ABY. You know what that means? This is it. This is the year Ochi butchers Ray's parents. And yeah. we also find we also find out that like Ochi had Ochi's hunted down, but also like we also find out that like Lando had a daughter. And but not only that, that she was taken by the First Order, and he's working with Luke to try to get his daughter back. And you're like, oh shit! Like it's yeah. adding so much more to the, like that. It adds so much more to the lore now, knowing that like Lando has been on this hunt for his daughter. Like, okay, that's why we haven't seen you for so long because you've been hunting for your kidnapped fucking daughter. <laughs> <laughs> like, like holy shit. And just like it's also like oh like I re you should really catch up on the Vader comics because Ochi of Bastoon. Is I a know character. I need to. Yeah, he's a character in that book, and he's so goddamn likable and funny. I need to set aside it's, some it's, time to start reading. Yeah, again. it's so it's so good. You would love Vader twenty twenty because it's just all of Vader's past coming back to bite him in the ass. Like he yeah. runs into Sot. I remember runs you were talking Sot about that when we had Chaco on. 
Yeah, it's it's so fucking good. Like you would love all like the because I know you're a big Vader fan. Also, um, so we should might as well just cap off this up. We should probably move into the, we can talk about Obi Wan Kenobi and Book of Boba and just cap off all the Star Wars talk. <laughs> um, but um, did you hear what they said about Vader uh for the Obi Wan Kenobi show? No. So the. They apparently, he's described as okay. So imagine the hallway scene in Rogue One, Vader, but angrier. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm like, oh, I want this. I'm like, oh no. Did I not just say last night in the Discord that I want an angry, rampant Vader in his twenties? I'm like, <laughs> oh no. And like, not only that, like we're gonna see the Inquisitors and the Inquisitors because apparently Rupert Friend is playing the Grand Inquisitor, who was the main villain of Rebel season season one. Yeah, and it's like, oh no. Remembering how Vader treated Trilla in Fallen and St- Fallen Order, he's gonna abuse the fuck out of the Inquisitors. <laughs> oh no, yes. it's gonna be so bad. <laughs> it's like... I'm so excited for Obi Wan, man. It's oh, gonna be dude, such a good show. The the poster looks so good. If you zoom in on the poster, he's holding um uh, Anakin saber. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh no. I pointed that out to one of my employees today, and he was like, "Dude, how do you even notice this stuff?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I send you the edit um uh thing that like made me sad? Uh, what edit? I'm gonna I'm gonna send you this edit and we're gonna record your reaction to this. It's a it's a black screen, but just watch. The thing it. is I'd though, uh, I do want to take what I just said to my employee to my with my employee telling me like how do you notice stuff like that? And I I will credit that. I'm gonna credit it to the Discord be- server because they're the ones that pointed it out to me. I don't want them to think that I'm just taking credit for something. They no, take out. credit. Fuck you. You're a white man. You can take whatever you want. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but just watch the edit. I just said, I want to get your reaction to this. This shit, this shit hit me like, damn. To think, like, this is what's in store for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Let's see. Uh, I sent you over Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, Obi-Wan's that's... fucking... That's Obi Wan's fucking life. <laughs> Obi Wan's life is full of loss. Like, yeah, it's it, just it like, really sh- is, and it's uh-huh. sad. Yeah, he's just he. The thing is, is that's what I love about Obi Wan so much. And I know we're getting close to the end here, but I need to discuss this. Uh, our weeks, thing... we still got to talk about Book of Boba for now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, the thing that I love about Obi Wan so so much is just this. He's so like. He's so attuned to what being a Jedi is, in my opinion. It's it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's it, a Jedi. Being a Jedi is, you know, having all these people that you love and care about, but just still following through and not turning to the dark side. You know, like mm-hmm. Obi Wan has three valid reasons to just turn and just become probably the worst person imaginable. And, you know, a lot of us in life would look at that and be like, it's understandable, but he still stays, he still stays with the light. And yeah. I think that is just ultimately what a hero should be, you know? Um, yeah, no, I got you, man. There's a bit in from a certain point of view. Um, uh, it's a book. It's like a 40 short stories about around a new hope. And it's when Luke goes off to check on uncle and aunt brew when they're fucking rot, um, been roasted. Um, when Obi-Wan's with 3PO and R2 at the Jawas and, and he's um, burying them, he actually talks to Qui-Gon's force ghost in that moment. And Qui-Gon looks at him like, I am, he's just thinking like, I am so proud of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at old man Obi Wan, like I am so proud of him. Single tear. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man. But like, 
it's just like another like Obi Wan has so much going for because like think about like Ewan McGregor is coming back. Oh, that Hayden Christensen is like coming. Like, dude, Hayden Christensen is coming back to play Anakin Skywalker. Dude, and I that, know. Not only that, he now gets to act under a different director because I feel like a lot of why Hayden got trashed was because of George's direction. Yep. No offense, George, but I don't think you're great for a character guy. <laughs> B. He now has all the extra context to work with Anakin's character. He now has Clone Wars and all that to pull from yep. for his performance. And I'm like, oh, shit, dude. Yeah, I know. It's it's going to be so great to see uh, like a, a good performance coming from Hayden Christensen. And I know it's not his fault, like you said. I um, thought he did all right in Revenge of the Sith, but there's a lot where it's like, but like he did the best he could with George's fucking dialogue. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I, love, again. I love Revenge of the Sith. I love Revenge of the Sith. That's my favorite Star Wars movie we're talking about here. But this like, is number one for you. What's up? I didn't know it was number one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. See, um, Last Jedi is my number one. I've always said to myself that I believe that Empire is the best one, but Episode Three will always be my favorite. Oh, I flat out will say, like, oh, no, I legit think um, Last Jedi is a better movie than Empire. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I, I like I like The Last Jedi, don't get me wrong. I still think Empire's better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I, I come to, I, what, I, what I describe Star Wars as, for me, it's episode, episode, you know, Empire Strikes Back is the best. And Revenge of the Sith is my all-time favorite mm-hmm. of the movies. And, like... I loved I loved Hayden's performance in that movie. I mean, it was off. Don't get me wrong; it's off on so many different levels, like it's in most scenes. But like, I still love it, and I'm excited to see what he does under like like you said, new guidance, new direction. Yeah, when yeah, with more material to work off of. You know, else they brought back the two actors and actresses that played um, uh, Baru and Owen in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, they're also weird. back. I'm like, oh no, well, like, good. Well, not for weird, them. but it's. I'm saying like, <laughs> it, I, I didn't mean to say weird. I meant to say like that's. It's crazy. It's it's unexpected. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh yeah, those two exist. <laughs> I need to know who Ice Cube's son is playing, <laughs> like right away, because like O'Shea Jackson Jr. is such a good actor. And I, I enjoy like I enjoyed his I loved his role in Godzilla King of the Monsters. And I'm just excited to see who he plays. And I loved him playing his own dad in uh, the NWA movie. Uh, oh, he was great in that. Yeah. No, I, I need to know who in the hell is Maya Erskine from Pen15 playing? Yeah, that too. I need to know I, who she's playing. When she got casted, I sent you because we both like Pen15. I sent you like fucking Maya. Oh, my God. No, it's a fucking Jedi. <laughs> That's fucking Obi Wan Kenobi now. Oh my god! (laughs) Remember when she had the performance and she fuck her fingers fucking locked on? (laughs) Wait, what? In Pen Fifteen, when she had the performance in front of her dad and her fingers fucking locked on her because she was so nervous. Oh yeah, I was like, ow! Like yeah, uh, that that was ooh. She made that look so real. Like yeah, like (laughs) both her, like both those two actors are fucking incredible in that show. They are very good. Um, trying to think, what else? Anything else to add to Obi Wan? Know, Kumail Nanjiani's in it. I well. know. <laughs> Once um, again, Marvel steps into Star Wars. Oh, did you hear the theory that Moses Ingram, uh, the another one, another character, um, actress in it, she might be playing Trilla? Really? Yeah. Actually, no. Wait a minute. I'm not too sure because Obi Wan's ten years after Revenge of the Sith. When does um when does uh fucking when does freaking um uh um Fallen What's order? it called? Fallen Order. When does that take place? Is that five years, years after Revenge of the Five years. Okay, so it's 
so it could be Trilla in flashbacks, but like it, we're not. But there's theories that she is an Inquisitor because she made a tweet. I play with lightsabers, and in the concept art, there was an Inquisitor who looked very similar to Trilla, and everyone was thinking, "Is it? Is that meant to be Trilla?" <laughs> but yeah. Sorry, I'm just I'm double checking my my uh my facts here. No, you're good. Oh, what what what, what facts? You got you got a lore master. That's another thing, ladies and gentlemen, those of you be on. I have been officially dubbed the Star Wars lore master. Yes, right. Clap for me. Clap for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's 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 not cool. I'm a nerd. <laughs> what are you checking yes. your facts on? It is five years after Avengers. Oh, Seth. I just oh, wanted oh, to Paul I Hunter. wanted to make okay. sure because. Um, I don't. I don't want anybody to be. I don't want anybody to be like. It's not five years, Tyler. Like it's like I know it's oh, five years because I oh, always I make g- the joke that both Mandalorian and and Jedi Fallen Order take place five years after a certain event. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get. We're still gonna get something like you guys are wrong. And just like, yeah, fuck off. Um, it's it's uh yeah, but like yeah, it's just there's so much about Obi Wan. I'm so excited for me too. And, like, I, I oh, it's just so good. I'm just I'm just uh, overall I'm gonna end it off with this. I'm just really excited to see my favorite Jedi back on the on the, on any sort of screen again, and I'm I'm very excited to see Ewan McGregor back because I love that guy. He's such a Happy good guy. I probably won't see my favorite Jedi um ever in li- oh I could see him in live action. I don't know. My favorite Jedi is Kanan Jarrus from yeah. Rebels. Um, I don't know. Maybe I could. I got to see him in Bad Batch, and that was see. That was funny as shit. That's a, that's right. We're also getting Bad Batch season two this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Can you imagine? So- can you imagine just fucking live action Caden Jarrus? It's just Freddie Prince Jr. with a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, what's going on? He guys? just he cool. just ignites the lightsaber and just goes. I think Coolsville sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he goes. I think Lothal sucks. <laughs> that's the home world in fucking Rebels. I think Lothal sucks. I'm just making this out to make it seem like i think lothal sucks <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah no i i i i would love to see kanan jarris more he has he has he so much like how you think obi-wan embodies what it means to be a jedi for me that's what i feel like kanan does yeah kanan very much embodies what it's like to be a good person and a jedi yeah like, you know and like just like and also he gets to be a badass blind master like fuck because darth maul cuts out his fucking eyes oh in the mo- it was so horrifying my fucking eyes <laughs> it was so horrifying dude because like maul because like kanan comes up he's like where's ezra and then maul just goes you mean my apprentice and it immediately slashes and kanan it, it, it cuts like a quick shot of kanan's face and we just and then it just goes bright white then red, then just black. And you're like, oh, oh shit. And then Kanan's just like holding his scorched ass eyes. Like, no. I might have to throw on Rebels tonight, I'm thinking. Because like, oh, I, I, need to, I need to get started on that. Oh, shit. Now you're getting I... me so hyped to try to check it out. Yeah, dude. Season one is, I fucking love Rebels, man, so much. If you want to watch some of Rebels, I'll fucking watch a few episodes with you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. See, season season one is fantastic. Season two is when it becomes god tier. Yeah, because that's when Vader and Ahsoka come into the show. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, then season three is when they bring in Thrawn, and you see more of Maul and shit. And then season three, season three also has fucking Obi Wan as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, like Rebel Rebels is literally my favorite show. Right on. Yeah. I do we I we can say quick thoughts on Book of Boba Fett real quick, and then we can like sign it off. <laughs> 
Um, Book of Boba, uh, mild spoilers, I fucking loved it. A Rancor wrecked some shit. I thought a Star Wars Connect and got really happy. No, look, <laughs> you can't just say a Rancor, a Rancor wrecked some shit. He wrecked some shit and then he King Konged himself. <laughs> <laughs> as it, soon as he climbed that tower, I'm like, he's King Konging himself. Man. Also, don't you gotta love when Pelimoto came in with Grogu? Um, when, when the fucking carriage gets hit and they all go flying... Didn't make sure to catch his son, and but Pelimoto just fucking face plants into the ground, <laughs> and then she fucking spits out a tooth. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know that was so funny. I'm like, yo, she lost a tooth. I was, I was so conf- like, obviously, I understand why now, but at the time when I watched the scene where they're shooting, where they're shooting the rancor when he's all pissed off, I'm like, why are you shooting him? He's on your side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's fucking rampaging. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh shit. It's it's, um, to- it's understandable, but like. Um, one thing about the Book of Boba Fett finale that I really enjoyed uh, the most is the fact that I genuinely thought Black Crescenton was going to die, and I was very oh, upset about it. I did not think he was going to make I'm like, oh, they got like, when, they get you twice. Because first they make you think that the, the, the Trandoshans pile up on him. You think, oh, no, they got him. And no, then I ma- saw that scene, and I said, bro, you are a fucking gladiator. You can take <laughs> these guys. Get the fuck up. And then he's like limping to them. He's getting like shot up by the pikes. Like, oh no, he's not gonna make it. Yeah. And then like, and then like, you eventually makes the cover. You're like, oh, you made it, yay! But like, he keeps getting. I shot. will give credit to the to everybody that worked on Buckle Boba Fett because they made me care about Gamorrean guards. Yeah, I got so sad. Me they too, got, dude. They got pushed off the me and Tim, when we watched it. We were like, no. <laughs> he was like, ah, thick boys. Also, uh, I also find it funny that like Luke offers Grogu the choice, and Grogu's like, "I'll live with my dad." Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think something's and, gonna come of that, personally, because like Luke, and, and Luke is like, the thing is, is that Luke is just like, you know, you can't as a Jedi, you can't hold on to these attachments and stuff like that. You you have to choose either go with the Mandalorian or be a Jedi. And then he just goes off and trains his own sister <laughs> and nephew. Well, well, that, well his sister, well, um, so, <laughs> that is, I get you <laughs> saying that. Yeah. So like, well, like he already trained Leia, um, because Leia, well, Leia, he's our Leia trained with him for a little bit then she stopped yeah. because she saw ben dying at the end of her jedi path yeah so she stopped being a jedi um ben yeah <laughs> ben's a funny situation he's like oh no but like i get so like first off people need to leave luke alone because this is actually good that he talks to grogu about this think about the prequel era when did they ever sit down and talk to the youngs go hey you have a choice if you want to leave you can leave when yeah. did they ever do that with the youngs in the prequel era yeah, no, never. <laughs> exactly. Luke realizes I should probably sit with Grogu and let him know he does not have to be a Jedi. He can either leave or stay, leave or stay with me. But it's completely his choice. You know, Luke's concerned that his heart isn't in it, so he tells Grogu, "You can leave if you want, and it's okay." Yeah. And and it's like he doesn't just like le- let Grogu go. Like you know, he doesn't just go, "All right, get your own fucking ride." He has R two take Grogu to the Mando, and like that's like that's really dope. Yeah. Um. Then then Pelly, imagine how imagine how R two is telling like Luke. He's all like, "Hey, so I just left Grogu with an insane hanger woman." <laughs> it seems like there was also a big battle on Tatooine, but yeah, you know, it's not our problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're just wrong place, wrong time, man. Like, yeah, didn't know. <laughs> but um, 
the thing is, is like I'm excited that I'm excited that the that Grogu is back with with Mando. I just I don't know. I I just don't think that's going to be it for his Jedi training, whether he does it himself or like. But not not only that though, but like Grogu can now like do shit. Like he exactly. can now like do, he can now do flips and shit. Also. Damn it, Dave! Stop showing us Order 66 from new perspective. I know. Oh no, Grogu's just the worst. He's literally just there as a baby. Like, oh. I know, as these Jedi are getting massacred. Yeah! I cl- will say though, those were some pretty stunning looking clones. I knew <laughs> you were, I knew you were gonna say that, you son of a they look so I good. They look you... not CGI. It was fantastic. I <laughs> knew you were gonna be excited to see Order sixty six clones like killing Jedi. Like, I, I don't agree. I don't agree with the scene. It was it was very bad. But I will say this is some of the best looking clones we've seen <laughs> in any live action. You know what else? You know you know what else? Tomorrow Morrison said in an interview. What. He's like, I want to play Rex. I want to play. I know. Cody. I saw that. It's like I'm like, oh, Tim. I, I'm I'm so Tim. on board for that. <laughs> like, imagine just him with a beard. Um, somebody I, I saw somebody on TikTok say that they wanted a Django Fetch show, and I'm like, that doesn't work. Tamor Morrison's a little too old for that. Um, I mean, I could. Yeah. I guess the. I guess the deep fakes. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> you know? yeah, we can we can always do a CGI. I I think if we we're gonna do a Django shit, it would have to be animated. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I would love to see more of Django's story. I would love to know more about Django because there's there's something there. Django was a foundling. He fought in the Mandalorian civil wars. Like, I want to know more about Django. He freed a it's bunch his... of slaves. <laughs> yeah, freed a bunch of slaves. That's why his ship's called the Slave One? Yep. Uh, I yeah, but like yeah, I feel like there's a lot more to tell about Django, just not in live action. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not trying to think anything else from the finale. Oh, the moment with the major drama was like, I can negotiate. First off, I love Din and Boba's moment. Was like, Boba's was like, you can leave. Din's like, bro, ride or die. I'm like, <laughs> I, I like you die, I die. Like we we going out together. This is the way. And I love Boba's like, you believe in that bantha fodder? <laughs> like, you believe in that shit? He's like, yeah, bro. And then like just like that. I just love it. like the way the way Boba described it. It's like you know, Mando said that, and he was and he just kind of like looked at him. He's just like. Man, you're still on that fucking shit, aren't you? I forgot it. I forgot that about you. What the fuck? Hey, you're a weirdo religion dude, but I right, cool. The major domo's like, I can negotiate, and like Boba's like, okay, I got, I got a line for you. Just... The fact that he, the fact that that tablet was just a Coleco electronic bowling yeah. game. And he's like, ah, Boba Fett offers you. Um, nothing. <laughs> yeah, not my words, not my words, but nothing, and you will leave this planet. And then, oh my god, the sequence of them fighting together. Bro, when Boba does the knee shot and the shot, like, yeah. from the knee, I lost my shit, like, that was so cool! The knee rockets threw me off for a second there. I love it, don't get me wrong, but it threw me off because I just wasn't expecting knee rockets to be a thing. Another thing we have to bring up about Book of Boba, um, Cad Bane. Like, holy shit, yeah. Cad Bane. He was badass, taking out Cobb Vanth, uh, putting Freetown in their place. Um, and then, oh, I, that sounded weird, like, you know, like, trying to, like, so, like, do, do, like make Freetown docile. But then there's the other great moment of, like, when he has the showdown with Boba both times. And you could like, I love the line, you've got so much of your father's blood. <laughs> like, uh, like, oh, the that fucking, was so cool. The fucking, I've come to deliver a message from the Pikes. The message is that I killed Cobb Vance. <laughs> Cobb Vance. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I also love to... Cad Bane walks down a rancor, and I'm scared for the rancor. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna kill that thing, and then he like flamethrowers it in the face to like fuck up its sensory. Dude, those droids were definitely some variation of like a super droidica. Oh and yeah, the, the, the Scorponox droids. They're actually from Legends, I believe. Are they but, really? Yes. Uh, don't you love the continuity? Because remember when they were treat saying how you defeat droidicas in um. Uh, in um in the Clone Wars, when they were training Domino Squad, they said you have to like roll the grenades slowly. And yeah. Din says our kinetic weapons have too much velocity; they're going too fast. So yeah. it's little shit like that, man. Continuity, dude. I know. Oh, it's so good. Um, I, I also Fennec Shan with the most brutal kills in the show. Yeah, I, I was thinking. I where first is- saw all those shots and I was like, "Where are these coming from?" And I was like, I, "You know, she's a master assassin. I can't really say anything." <laughs> I was like, "Where's Fennec?" And then all of a sudden, it's just like the way the mayor dies. Holy shit! Yeah, I know. <laughs> just strung up. Just I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> One thing that's really funny that I noticed is that you hear that little choking sound effect that Vader used to get whenever he would force choke somebody to death. Uh, oh, that little, God. that little. <sighs> You're like I heard that when he was getting hung, and I was like, "Yay, they added it." <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think, I think, I think that's uh, honestly that's all I got to say on Book of Boba. I, yeah, I same here. It was I a great, fan, a great finale. I, I have my issues, and I flipping loved it. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Like I freaking loved it. My only issue with um, Book of Boba was um, uh, um, was the fridging, was the pointless killing of the Tuscan Raiders and Garza mm-hmm. Flip. They did not have to die. It they, they really didn't. It, they, they, it's just like they could have done more with like both of them. Uh, but still, like I, I, I really. I called that. It was the Pikes. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you, you and Chaco both said to me, um, what you call it? You, you and Chaco both said to me on the podcast that it was the Nictos, or no, it was you. Chaco said that there was something iffy behind it, but um, you told me that it was the Nictos when I said it was the Pikes, but I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, um, also, I, before we go, I just gotta say I'm a fuck you, Lord of the Rings fans. Fuck all he is, um, <laughs> because uh, they, they dropped the new character posters for um, Lord of the Rings, and you know there's a diverse cast. There's black elves and you know people of color, and people are and you know some Lord of the Rings fans are, are like commenting, "This is horrible. Why are there black elves? They're so ugly. This is not Tolkien's legacy. Why are these people dark of skin?" Hey. Eat my ass. <laughs> like, Why can't we all just come together and appreciate the grand the grandeur of Grand? <laughs> what the fuck is Grand? You don't know what Grand is? No. You're a Lord of the Rings fan, you don't know what Grand is. R- remind me. Grand is the battering ram that took down the main wall. Oh, <laughs> the wolf that, one. I, th- I thought his name was Grum. No, it's Grand. Is it? Yeah. Huh, I, didn't I know, know it's Grand because I used to be a part of uh I used to be a part of uh Star Wars uh Battlefront Command posting and they got in a huge war with Lord of the Rings Grand posting. <laughs> Why did I forget this thing's name? I lo- see, I'm not even like a big Gondor guy. Like I'm much more of like Rohirrim and the Rohan guy. I completely forgot about this battering ram. But that was the Orcs Grand. Or that was the Orcs battering. I know, ram. but like they're using it in the Battle of Minas Tirith, and I'm like, eh, yeah, fuck Gond- I'm like fuck Gondor, a bunch of uppity bitches. Grand is uh, king. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Helm Helm's Deep was won by the Rohirrim. Uh, Minas Tirith had to be won with Gondor and Rohan. So who's better? Uh, <laughs> That's gonna have to be a discussion for another day. Another <laughs> we're getting, day. We're getting into yeah. the Lord of the Rings discussion right. now. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and beyond, for joining us for another edition of of a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that was oh, the whole episode was just a huge Star Wars podcast. Honestly, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Same. It was really fun to talk. I, I don't think we've really had to like have this type of in depth discussions lately no. about Star Wars. And again, like there's just there's so much content now that like it's like we could literally like there there's a reason why there's a bunch of Star Wars podcasts like popping up everywhere. Yeah. Because there's just so much content with so many and like, again it it's is It's nice uh, that it, we could finally give our take on it, you know, yes. with all these other Star Wars podcasts out there. It's nice that we could finally give like our little hots of podcast taste and yeah. opinion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I to gotcha. all of you that didn't like the episode, fuck you, this is our podcast. <laughs> yeah. You fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Star Wars is fucking awesome. We wanted to fucking talk about it. Exactly. Um, but uh yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for this one to drop. But uh, yeah, no, uh, may the force be with you. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Those who be on, I hope you have a great uh, Black History Month, a great February. Have a great val. No, wait, no, this is gonna be post Valentine's Day. Um, so I hope you had a great Valentine's Day. Hope you got laid or you had st- spent some time with your boo thing, you or your beau, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, or those in between. You know, all those great things. You know. <laughs> We hope you enjoy it. <laughs> or also your left hand, your left hand. It, it it's it's not or right hand. However you use it, you know, something makes it special. Yeah. And for and for everyone else, hey, cheap chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, we hope that. Oh God! What have I done?